Well, greetings all of our family and friends. We're so excited to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. It is an amazing week this week. Um, we've been able to step into the studio as I'm traveling in the nations of the world and I'm traveling and moving in the spirit. I'm excited to come to you and to bring this word about Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost is, is not just a denomination, nor is it an experience, but it is, it is an encounter with God. It's one of the three feasts of our Jewish brethren that is celebrated, but this is Pentecost week. It marks the genesis of the church, the beginning of the New Testament uh, uh, era of the kingdom of God coming in ecclesian power. So I want to excite, I'm excited about this. I want to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. I am the senior pastor of this uh, this ministry and this, this work, uh, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm glad you're with us. And again, I want to welcome all of our visitors. Again, this is a pre-recorded so I want to shout out to all of you watching. Thank you for joining us. We recorded it before we left, but I, I'm in the spirit and I know this is a time of outpouring. The move of God is going to minister to us today in a mighty, mighty way. So I'm going to give you just a minute to join in wherever you're watching from on our Facebook channel, on our YouTube page, or on our CPM, our Charisma Podcast Network. God bless you. Even listening to that replay, we play the word of God would impact you and minister to you and tell you in a mighty, mighty way. So we're going to be talking today about freedom through the power of Pentecost. We believe that the grace of the Lord is going to minister. So as you're coming in, I greet you all in the strong name of Jesus. I'll be sure to pray over all those watching that live podcast. And we believe that God is going to minister in a mighty, mighty way. So let's get straight to the word of God, please. If you would, as I ask every week to do the work of the evangelist, what's the evangelist? What's the work of the evangelist? To share the the good news of Jesus. Share the message of the Lord. Share the uh, instruction. How do I do that? By hitting that share button, hitting that subscribe button, hear that follow button, making sure you share the podcast. And we believe God is going to minister mightily in the name of Jesus. Let's start with a word of prayer and we're going to get straight to the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We ask you to minister to your people grace and power. Give us wisdom. Give us revelation. Give us understanding of your mind that we would hear from you. Open up the eyes of our spirit and as as we break open the word of the Lord, minister to your people, goodness and mercy, power and provision. Speak to our understanding and I pray visitations of your, of your Holy Spirit. Minister to your people while they hear this podcast. Let signs and wonders accompany the preaching and teaching of your word and cause the grace of God to be seen in and through your people. We seal this now in Jesus name. Somebody say amen and amen. Romans 8.21 is our key verse for the podcast. We believe freedom is the byproduct of the glory of God coming into the earth through the leadership of right men and women in position. We are in a conflict between light and darkness, between the spirits of this age and the kingdom that we serve. But guess what? We've already got the victory, but there must be men and women that will stand under that banner and lift their voice without fear, without compromise, without, without intimidation and declare what thus says the Lord. We need the Meshach, the Shadrach and the Abednegoes who will not bow their knee to the, to the image of Baal. We need the Daniels who will pray without ceasing, no matter what the cost they can get the lion's den ready. They can get the fiery furnace seven times hotter, but we will continue to pray and seek the Lord. The Bible says, because creation itself will be delivered, will be set free, will be made well. 
Deliverance is important individually and deliverance is necessary in private lives. But the greatest deliverance beyond the deliverance of men and women internally is the deliverance of nations, of cities, of regions, of territories. The Bible says that a people were delivered from the bondage of Egyptian captivity into the glorious liberty of the the God we serve. And we're grateful for that. We're believing for more of that in our generation. So we're believing that the bondage itself or creation will be delivered. Everything created from the bondage of corruption through the glorious liberty of the children of God. The children of God. God wants to release freedom through the glory by men and women, sons of God, who are mature to handle that glory. We're going to be talking about Acts chapter 2, verse 1. This is our key verse. Again, this is Pentecost week. Uh, it's going to be an amazing Sunday here at This Rock International. We've got some amazing ministers coming in. Pastor Eddie Barragon is coming with a mighty word. And the uh, the World Harvest Christian Outreach Church is coming to visit with us. It's going to be a, an impact of the Spirit. But let me give you this word. It's found in the book of Acts chapter number 2, verse one says when the day of Pentecost was fully came, they were in one accord in one place. So the Bible says that this day Pentecost deals with the number 50. And there are three significant feasts. Those that know anything about uh, theology or the word of God, there are three significant feasts that our Jewish brethren celebrate even till this day. Number one, it is Passover. And that is the night that Jesus, our Passover lamb, was sled, slain in type and shadow in the Old Testament. And they put that blood on their doorpost. And the Lord of heaven showed up that night. And the Bible says on Passover, God himself came down. It wasn't just an angel. It was God and his destroyer. And the Bible says that everyone that had not the blood on the doorpost of their house, there was great judgment, great shaking that came, great cries of misery. But everyone that had blood, everyone that was in covenant with God, the Bible says the Lord told them to, to sleep with the rod in their hand and, and, and sandals on their feet for tonight you're coming out. They didn't come out broke, busted, and disgusted. They came out with power. None of them was feeble. None of them was lame, but all were well. God healed the old men, the young men, but they didn't come out empty handed. They came out carrying silver and gold. That is Passover. So every year that the Jewish community, the Israelite people celebrate Passover and Jesus is our Passover lamb. And that's what we call resurrection weekend. Jesus was crucified on Passover night and rose three days later and we call it resurrection weekend but 30 days from the crucifixion or 50 days from the crucifixion or Passover is something called Pentecost which means 50 all right to be Pentecostal just means you're 50 50 it means jubilee and 50 days from passover was Pentecost the third feast is tabernacle now we're going from Passover the lamb being slain to Pentecost, us being infilled and tabernacle, us tabernacling with God. The 30-fold, the 60-fold, the 100-fold, the outer court, the inner court, the holies of holies. We are now moving into this season of Pentecost, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says this day fully came, verse 1 of Acts chapter 2, the day fully came. I say today is your day. This is your season. This is your hour. A fully come, a fully uh, in-season time 
time for you. And this day brought unity. They were in one place at, or one accord in one place. They had one mind and one will and one passion, one agreement. It took them days of praying and agreeing in an upper room. Verse two. And then the Bible says, as they were praying and seeking God for seven days in an upper room. How do I know? Jesus rose on the third day from Passover three. He walked on the earth for 40 days. And then he said, go and wait on the problem. So 43 minus 50 is seven days. They were in an upper room for seven days, praying and crying out to God. Acts chapter two, verse two. And suddenly God again does not spawn. He responds. God sends revival when you humble yourself and pray. And I seek the face of God. We hear from heaven, forgive sin and heal the land. Then God responds to our prayer. God is the one who, who will, 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 will hear what we cry. We mentioned this last week, that angels ascend from the earth and descend. There was a ladder according to uh, uh, to Genesis 28 and and John 151 and Jesus the Christ is that ladder. He's the only way to the heavenly realm. And on the top of that ladder, according to Genesis 28 in Jacob's dream, is a ladder. On the top of it is God. On the bottom of it is man. That ladder is rooted in the earth. And angels ascend and descend. They don't descend and ascend. They go up, then they come back down. They go up and they come back down. Your prayers go up and they come back down. Your prayers push the heavens and God responds. Acts 2 verse 2, there is a response to seven days of crying out, of seeking God, of fasting, of crying. You're, don't tell me your prayers don't matter. Don't tell me your intercession doesn't change things. When the people of God pray, God heals the land. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It one wind, it was the sound of wind. And one wind, it was the sound of wind. When revival comes, it's a sound. When you lift up a sound, God responds from heaven and sends a sound from heaven. Then will I hear from heaven after the people of God pray, seek the face, turn from our wicked ways. Then he hears from heaven. Then he forgives sin. Then he heals the land. The land will be healed when we get this positioning. Suddenly there was a breakthrough and this sound from the heavenlies of wind rushed in mightily. It was the sound of the word rushing. The word means movement. I want to tell you, get ready for movement. Get ready for acceleration. Get ready for the hand of God to pick you up as he picked up the prophet and to carry you in, in, in acceleration beyond the chariots of Ahab. I prophesy man of God, woman of God, the hand of God is going to rush you. It's not going to hurry you, but it's going to accelerate what you've been doing in the dark. It's going to accelerate the blessing, the miracles, the, the prayers, the fasting, the seeking, the things you've been doing in the dark. God is going to accelerate in the, in the natural and manifest in the spiritual. I want to encourage you. This rushing wind is going to do for you in one year what you couldn't get in 50 years. This is the God of redemption of time, that he restores the years, the canker worm, the palmer worm, the cattle worm, whatever was stolen from you, God will give you back time. According to Joel chapter two, this rushing mighty wind, this, the next word is mighty, which means within the sound, within the movement came power. I must encourage you, it's not coming by power. It's not coming to you by natural might. It's coming to you by the spirit, says the Lord. This thing won't be done by man's intellect, not by your creativity, not by your ingenuity, not by our gifting or our talent. It's coming by the spirit and the spirit is going to lose might. This might will be wind. It will be 
breath. It will be a sound that releases a wind. And the purpose of wind is to blow everything that's not rooted and grounded in firm foundation. This next shaking will break and pull down and disrupt everything that's not rooted in God. I want to tell you this glory is coming with power, but everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that only what cannot be shaken would remain. The Bible says, then it filled the house where they were sitting in. Don't tell me you don't need to get to the house of God. Don't tell me you worship from your couch. Don't tell me you can put your slippers on and get your coffee and watch it online. And it's the same thing. No, ma'am. No, sir. The word ecclesia means summoned from your house into a public place to do governmental business on behalf of your kingdom. That's ecclesia. So you may have had a good meeting. You may have wept and felt God, but the house of God is still a place of miracle, the miraculous. The house of God is still a place of encounter. The house of God is still a place of the supernatural and it filled the place where they were sitting. I want to tell you, God is going to rise when you sit. God is going to lift up some things. You're seated in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter number two, verse six tells us that he rose us up together and he seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He rose us up together. We've been risen with God. Uh, that means when he got up, you got up. That means when he rose, you rose. That means when he stood, you stood. The word resurrect means to is anastasis or anastasia. It means to rise up again. I want to tell you, you're about to get on your feet again. You maybe have felt like you lost your wind. You may have felt like the devil punched you in the gut and, and the breath left you. But I want to prophesy you're about to get on your feet again. He rose us up together and made us. He didn't ask us. He's not suggesting you've been made to lie down. Some of you got to be made to lie down. Some of you have to follow this instruction. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. In the spirit you're seated. Now remember Gabriel, the angel of information came to, to the father of John the Baptist and said, you're about to bring forth. Zacharias, you're going to bring forth a, a, a preparer of the way because before God, God's glory can come, somebody has to prepare the way. It's not my job to bring the glory, to make it happen. It's my job to prepare a way, to be a voice in the wilderness crying out, prepare the way. You've got to prepare for him. And if you prepare for him, he will come. He said, John is coming with power. And he said, I'm too old. My wife is too old. How can these things be? And Gabriel said to this man, how dare you question the word of the Lord. I stand in the presence of the Lord. I want to tell you, Gabriel stands. The creatures stand. There are, th there are elders that are, are kneeling, but there are a remnant who are not standing in the heavenly places. They're seated in Christ. They're not with him. They're in him. They're not next to him. Put it back up. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 6. It doesn't say we're with Christ. It says we're in Christ. I'm going to repeat this to you again. You are seated with heavenly places in Christ. You need more Bible. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21 tells us there is a throne. This throne is the throne of the God of the universe. And when Jesus overcame, Jesus sat down in the throne of his father. Now he invites you to overcome. This is why you cannot, you cannot, I cannot sidestep the process. It is one of the most frustrating things in the world to see anointed men and women of God, believers trying to sidestep the process, trying to go around the problem, trying to go, uh, go, 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 go left and right and trying to go under the problem. You're not undercoming. You're not around coming. You've got to overcome. 
It, it's your job to overcome. You cannot avoid this thing. You cannot use faith to pretend it's not there. To him that overcomes, I will grant. This is in red, just so you know, in your Bible, Jesus said to him that overcomes. That's why you've got to overcome. I will grant to sit with me in my throne even as I am overcome and I'm also sat down in the in the throne of my father so this is Jesus inviting you to the throne of the universe you understand nothing you can go through can compare to what you're going to receive the battle the trial the war the opposition the mental the emotional the financial the family war it cannot compare you're being invited to the throne of heaven the throne of glory you're being invited to sit there in heavenly places in Christ in the throne of the universe. That sounds like a good trait. The problem is our eyes are on the flesh. We're on what we're losing. We're on what hasn't happened yet. We're on our bills and on what our kids are doing, on what our wife isn't doing, our husband's not doing correctly. And we're missing the vision of God. Acts chapter 2 verse 2, suddenly there came a sound, a voice, an echo. There came a sound. This word echo means, this word sound is the word echo. It was an echo from heaven. There was an echo that, that when this echo reached the heavenly, remember this sound is an echo. What does that mean, an echo? Have you ever stood in, in a canyon, in a cave? You ever stood at the Grand Canyon? You ever stood at a, at a big cave and you yelled and then you heard echo, 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 echo. That's the word echo. There was an echo from heaven that you're making a sound in earth that's going to echo in the heavens and it'll return back to you. This echo came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house, the place, the, the, the community they were sitting in. Verse 3, it filled it and there appeared cloven tongues like fire. The word clove is the opposite of cleave. Cleave means to come together. You cleave to your wife or husband. You join. The word clove means separate, separate tongues. The word tongue is the Greek word dialect, languages. And this language was a language of fire. Understand, you've got to learn fire. You don't need to learn Swahili. Nothing wrong with you. You don't need to learn uh, Japanese or Chinese or Mandarin or learn Mexican Spanish or or learn whatever. You don't need to learn. Now, there's nothing wrong with learning these, but there is a language. This language is fire. You say, well, what, what, is, what do you mean language? That means there's something in heaven called the technology of heaven, the fire of heaven, the angels of fire, the, the ministers of fire. The, the miracles of fire, the healing. And in order for you to operate in this authority, you're going to have to learn this language. There is a, and it can only come by revelation. As you pursue, God shows you what you couldn't see before. The cloven tongue like fire sat on them. So here's what's happening. They're seated in prayer. Then the Holy Ghost comes and sits on them in the spirit. They're seated naturally in a place of rest, in a place of authority, in a place of dominion. Then the Holy Ghost comes and gives them a language. I don't have time to talk about the power of fire that God is going to show up this weekend supernaturally, that you're going to see the hand of God in this weekend in certain places. One of those places is this rock international ministries. There will be a sound of fire that hits the church, that hits the altar, that ministers healing and restoration. If you're anywhere in the riverside, in an empire area, something is going to activate in the spirit realm on, on May 28th on the altar. Because God is going to send a sound of fire, a sound of glory, a dialect that will cause angels of fires to obey you, chariots of fire to obey you, miracles of fire and provision to come. God can do this thing. 
there appeared cloven tongues as a fire and it sat upon each of them. It didn't leave them. This thing ain't going to hit you on Sunday night or Sunday morning and lift on, on you Monday morning. It's not going to hit you Wednesday night at the altar and lift when you get back to the house. It's not going to touch you Friday night and lift Saturday evening. It's going to stay on you. Glory to glory. Verse number four, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. You understand this dialect is going to infill you again with the Holy Ghost. Wherever you're watching, there's a man watching, a woman watching, a leader watching. The Lord said, I need to refill you again. You say, well, I got filled 20 years ago. I got touched 12 years ago. I got touched six years ago. It's not enough to be filled six years ago, six months ago, six days ago. You need an infilling of the Holy Ghost now. There must be an infilling of the Holy Ghost and there will be a, a, a language that you will speak that God will give the utterance. And as God gives the utterance, there will be something you're speaking at his direction, at his leading, at his guidance, at his counsel. I'm just about done, believe it or not. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, verse number five, the uh, Jews, devout men of every nation. So somehow in Jerusalem, every nation was represented. I don't know how to, how to put this to you. God drew all nations to Jerusalem. And there were different nations worshiping, according to your Bible. Verse number six, the scripture tells us, Now when it was noised about the multitude came and were confounded because every man heard them speak his own language. I'm done now. Remember in Genesis chapter 11 that the earth, verse number one, was one language and one voice. They had one dialect and the earth was one language and one speech. The Bible says they were united according to your Bible in a mind and a thought to build a tower to reach heaven with their hands. This is one of the first pictures of religion. Man is united. They don't want to be a part of a flood. They don't want to be scattered in the earth. So they're united with one goal and one speech. And the Bible said they're going to build a city and a tower. Verse four, they're going to build a city and a tower uh, whose top may reach the heavens. The scripture says and make us a name for ourselves so we're not scattered. So they're going to build in their own name, in their own power, with their own force. This is religion. The Bible says, verse number five, and the Lord came to see the city and the tower which the children of men were building. Verse six tells us, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, one language and one people. And whatever they begin to do, nothing will be stopped from them, which they imagine anything they dream will come because they're one. And now the problem is they're not united in the kingdom assignment, the will of God, the purpose of God. They're united in their name, in their power, in their tradition, in their religion. And God said, let me go down, verse number seven, and I'm going to go down and confound their language so that they do not understand. So where did the first division came from? It came from God. I say this carefully. God divided man because man was united against his will. They made something in their own power to reach heaven by their own effort to build their own name. And God said, I cannot let them remain one. So I'm going to divide the language. And this is where language birthed. And therefore we migrated to different areas on the earth. And that's why there's different nations of the world. But we were united as one and anything was impossible. And God divided us. But I want to prophesy to you. Genesis 11, we're united. 
Genesis chapter number two, uh, Acts chapter two, one through five, we become united with one sound. What will unite us? Language. What will unite us? One sound, one voice, the voice of the maker in our voice. I've got to pray for you. I'm just about done. I want to encourage you on this Pentecost weekend, on this Holy Ghost weekend, the fire of God is ready to come upon you and upon your house and upon your generation. I need to pray with you. If you're listening to me, the division, the lack, the, the sickness, the attacks of the enemy, God says, I want you to unite in building my kingdom. I want you to make my name great. I want you to, I want you to do it for the name of Jesus. And if you will make a commitment and a determination to keep moving in this path, no matter if you stumble or not, God will take up your charge and God will send a, a, a response to your cry. As you gather together and pray and seek his face, there will be a response from heaven that causes a sound to come that releases a wind that picks you up that moves you forward, that strengthens you, that causes a unification in our generation. I need to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I pray right now over those under the sound of my voice, that they would hear the sound that is in my sound, to hear the voice in my voice and whatever they're dealing with mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, I decree there is an answer in the heavenly realms. And we as your people are going to unify under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, under the banner of the glory of the Lord and the word of God. I decree this Pentecost weekend, miracles and signs and wonders. I declare healing and restoration. I declare the glory of the Lord would invade the houses that really are set apart for you. Good foundation, pure houses. Maybe we're not the only one, but we're part of a remnant that have determined to build up the, the altar of the Lord and raise up a kingdom and a God in our generation. We lift up that name, not our own. We build the kingdom, not our own kingdom. God, strengthen us, Lord. Send your fire. Send your miracles. Open up ears and hearts and minds and let miracles touch your people, even on the replay, that the glory of God would invade our generation and would invade the people of God in this kingdom. We ask this now, that every hearer of the word be touched, let them be transformed, let them be made well, and let this Pentecost be one as no other in specific places that are designated to bring you glory. I ask this now in Jesus' mighty name that all the men and women that agree say amen and amen. Again, I want to join, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. This is a pre-recorded. That's why I'm greeting you all with a blanket of grace. Uh, we are traveling right now in the nations of the world, and we're moving, headed toward London right now on the plane, getting ready to see the glory or getting ready to load that plane right now. Uh, we're going to believe that God is moving supernaturally. You don't want to miss what God is doing this week, starting tonight at This Rock International. is going to be an amazing move of God. You don't want to miss that, but I appreciate you joining us. Thank you for sharing the broadcast, uh, resharing the link. If you have a giving gift, you can do that. Number one gift you can give is share. Hit the share button. Share, share, share. Let people know that this podcast has blessed you and that you're being impacted. Number two, there's a way to give online. You can do that via Zelle. There's a number there, 951-235-3360. You can text This Rock to the number 77977, or you can go to This Rock international.org thisrockinternational.org or there's a PayPal link right on your screen you can uh, scan that barcode and you can give by God's grace into the work of the Lord God bless you we pray that this word impact
impacted you these few moments in the present. I pray that your Pentecost weekend is blessed, is favored. To all of us listening on YouTube, on Facebook, and on our CPN, please reshare the broadcast and have a very, very blessed Pentecost weekend. Thank you for joining our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast, and we can't wait to see you next week. Amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.